so fascinating. I refrained from recording for a while because I didn't feel like I had the answers. But it's kind of funny because that was the whole point of the podcast was creating space for our wanderings and our process. Knowing fully well, I didn't have the answers. So here goes the newest episode for Explorations with my wonderful brother, Bology. He's indulging me as we talk about creativity, power, um, finding ways to express yourself and trying not to pigeonhole ourselves into the labels, like these one-dimensional labels that we've kind of been stuck to as we've grown up saying, what do I want to be? And I must only be that one thing. Um, and this subject is so close to my heart. I think that's why I, I, it took me such a long time to feel like I could say something about it because I just didn't feel like I had the answers because it's something that I constantly wrestle with. So instead of holding out, I'm going to let the world into my um, my process, as my dear friend likes to call it. So welcome to our newest episode on power. Hey there. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Yay! Okay, so first off, let me introduce you to everyone. Hi guys, this is Balaji, my older brother. Um, it's been really cool. I feel like our relationship has evolved over time. Um, I'm not sure what the stereotypical sibling relationship is, but I do feel like I've gotten to know you more over the past two, three years, and it's been like one of the most influential relationships in my life, because I feel like it's such a safe space to be myself. So I'm so excited for everyone else to get to hear your kind voice and be led by you in a beautiful, sweet way. So, yeah, do you, I'm going to hand you the mic. Do you want to introduce yourself before I tell them what we'll be talking about? Of course, of course. So, like you said, my name is Bolaji. I'm the sister of a lovely host today. I'm a realtor. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Moved here from... Thank you. Supposed to be a fresh start, but then Corona met me here, so we've been hanging out ever since. So <laughs> that's so precious. That's the story so far. That is the story so far. So today we want to talk about expression. And at first, when I asked Bolady to be on the podcast, I was like, let's talk about creative expression in the workplace or in our lives. But as I've seen the conversation kind of explode in my head and in the world. I wanted to kind of make it bigger. I wanted to talk about expression in of ourselves and not just limited to creative expression, but expressing who we are in the world. So I was attending my church's dinner party yesterday and one of our friends, Hadassah, said we shouldn't deprive the world of the full expression of who we are. And I thought that was such a fascinating statement because number one, it means that we were made complete, that God made something beautiful. And the second assumption in that statement is that we're worthy of being shared. And I think as we've grown older and seen the world change, some of us kind of like shut parts of ourselves down, like either I'm too playful, I'm too serious, or I'm too this. And I just wonder what the world would be like if we were the full expression of ourselves. Um, the first example that I can think of is for me is dancing. I've noticed that like the world opens up to me when I dance. I'm completely freer. The world pauses. I can hear my heartbeat. But it's not something that I prioritize as seriously as maybe work. So I just wondered again, what would the world be like if I leaned into that more fully? Like I dance every day on my rooftop, in the streets, and just the simple bliss and simple joy of being myself. Um, yeah, Balaji, are there ways that you've seen the world kind of tell you to shut down aspects of yourself that kind of make you more whole? And like, how do you see that affecting the way you see the world? 
Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like work always puts you in a perspective where you start to wonder. I go first out on a regular where the situation, like even today now, to take clients on board. It's part and parcel of the business, but then to get to a point where the workload that you see yourself facing has you questioning how much of it are you willing to give? I and mean, that's when it gets to the point of you start to think, what are those outlets you need to recharge, to revitalize yourself? And for me, recently, working out has been that outlet where I look forward to going to the gym, put yourself through that pain and rigor because you know you enjoy and you appreciate the feeling you get coming out of it. Like in between sets, I'm usually just dancing, like you say, because I, I don't you, you don't know this yet, but Lola and I are official dance <laughs> battle partners for these episodes. <laughs> After this Christmas party or the club, just cutting but up the rug. claims he doesn't know how to dance, but you should see this man's step. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Today, in, in that movement, we find our peace. That movement Absolutely. brings us joy. So it's that, that relief that's very, very important. Mm. To just express that, that, that expression of self, regardless of the location or the situation, it's important yeah. for that, that recharge. Because the grind of this capitalistic world that we're in means that we're always going to be moving to somebody else's drum. As long as we find the time to dance to ours, then there is hope to find that peace again. Wow, that's so beautiful. What was your entryway into working out? When did you realize this is something I enjoy? This is something I'd like to do more. What was it? What's the story there? I'd actually, I'd love to hear it. Okay, so I first realization from this was probably I think primary school days when they have us doing into house sports. So I think those moments, when I started doing those, I realized I could sprint faster than the average. And I was like, okay. So there's a hope in physical activities. Then I got into parkour, which is free running. The whole idea being finding the easiest way to go from point A to point B. So that was always a passion for me. And I enjoyed just the expression of moments in that case. Basically like dancing in motion. Like moving from point A to point B, being as fluid as you can. I've always loved just that freedom of expression. Then along the way, I believe, yeah, mostly the as every Nigerian playing football on the streets, kicking rocks, kicking everything you can kick, just loving and having that desire and that burning spirit for sports culminated into a concept. Now, so I'm not the biggest person on the rugby field. So you come up against people that are about twice my size, the weight, everything. So that's when I really fully got into the idea that, yes, I love what this sport brings. I love the camaraderie and the family feeling that it has. But to supplement that, I need to hit the weight. I need to develop myself. I need to grow. This year, I've taken that to a whole new level because I want this summer to be able to play rugby once again it's been a while so because of that i decided to go back to being religiously in the gym learning to love the pain that comes with it once again just being excited for the finish line that's still ahead of me yeah. so with that push just to just to hurt myself just a little bit more just to get that a little bit better that's no that's drive. so that's so beautiful what would like just hearing how organic and 
to me, it sounds like you gave yourself permission to love what you love. You're like, wait, I love, I love running, and I actually want to play rugby, and then you took the steps towards that. What would you say to someone who's at the edge, who's watching other people enjoy movement and kind of like convinces themselves, say things like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I'm going to look stupid doing that. Like, what would you say to someone who needs to take that first step to start enjoying movement? And it, it, once again, it doesn't have to be movement. It can be painting. It can be twirling. It can be walking. Um, it can be dreaming again. Like, what would you say to that person who needs the first step? Like, what were the words that you needed to hear? I was having a conversation along a similar line with a friend recently where she was, she remarked about that, that how I'd gotten into this new thing of my new health kick and all with fitness. And she was asking so if I was to suggest something for her. <laughs> where I was given a pseudo questionnaire. If you could have any career, what would it be? And her response was, she'd want to be a singer, that kind of a thing. Like questions when you just when you just question yourself like with no limit. Hmm. Like those kind of things, those kind of lines of thoughts, they kind of push you into what you subconsciously you'd like to experience, what you'd like to experience. Wow. So the way I was thinking it was that okay, so things that we could do, we could try just random karaoke sessions. Like whether or not you're yeah, in public or it's just you in your bathroom doing that bathroom concert. Just need to take those opportunities just to explore whatever it is that inner desire is, what your most uninhibited expression would be. You know, if it's someone who wants to try something else, let's say you want to be a creative writer, try a haiku. Five seven five. That's all you need to write. Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. It doesn't have to be beautiful, it doesn't have to be but just put pen to paper and just write three lines. See what wow. it says to you. Now, if you want to dance, my vote would be take a speaker, go in your back. And just have a grand old time. Pretend like you're in a concert. Because I feel as long as you're comfortable and happy dancing, the rest of the world, they fade away. But if you want to try it on a dune level outside, my theory is as long as you have that one person, you can maintain eye contact. Disregard everyone around you. Hold on to that one person. Look them in the eyes. Smile with them. I'm sure they'll smile back with you. And enjoy just dancing with them. By the time you realize time has gone by, you've been dancing for hours on end, open, you're comfortable, you're free. Now, the next time that situation arises, if you have to do it alone with someone else, you're familiar with it now. So not only is it something that you're more than happy to take on, but you're growing in that expression. You're growing in that space. And I feel like that can easily translate to various other areas. Wow. I'm literally like speechless because I know you do that for me in Lagos where everyone is like super stiff, self-conscious. I would like bet, Balaji, are you ready? Like, are we going to the <laughs> dance floor? Off. And to give people context, so Balaji and I do this thing where we go to parties, and if the and I was gonna say if the music hits, but sometimes it doesn't even really matter. Yeah, I think we just have that thing in our bones, <laughs> literally, where I'm like, okay, Balaji, let's go, and we literally imagine us twenty-something year olds. We start acting like we're five. 
we dance we make a mini circle of just us we start going around dancing shaking our shoulders eating food laughing like there's no tomorrow and it's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see i think i'm gonna use a picture of us dancing as our cover photo just so people see what i'm talking about but it's it's so infectious uh, as well because people just join around and they get into it yes i think that christmas it gets packed out the moments like that where it starts off as just even like the everyone's so rigid in this space until you see someone dancing you see them having fun and everyone starts to get pulled into it as well and then all of a sudden everyone realizes that oh that's right i can dance too yeah i can also have fun I can, I can also, also move and be a child and I don't have to worry about what the next person is saying to me, you know? Absolutely. And I really love what you said about the eye contact because it only starts with one person. Because sometimes I think we overwhelm ourselves by saying yeah. we need to do it to the crowd first. So Basically. first, like literally you, what you gave me was like a step step. Like you start with yourself in the bathroom, something small. If you want to do stand-up comedy, you start with one in the bathroom, right? Um, cute, it's very insecure. And then the next step is having a friend, right? Someone who you can be silly with, someone who gives you permission to be yourself. And then the next step, literally, the world is your oyster. But it starts small, right? Like, if you so want to start... Yeah. Sorry for the wind. I'm in Prospect Park. And it's windy. But, yes. So if you want to have, like, an hour of quiet time, but you cannot seem to get up, start with two minutes. Like, John Mark Coma, he's just, like, super incredible teacher from portland oregon he always says like start where you're at not where you'd like to be and i think sometimes we give up too soon because our beginning is not sustainable so whatever it is that you want to start expressing yourself and my advice would be to start small and start where you're at because it's so easy to get overwhelmed or bogged down and like tell yourself it's for somebody else it's for that person it's easy because they're them but it's like no there's nothing that you want to do that's not accessible to you so we need to lay that lie down and stop believing that success is for other people so whatever it is for you, I suggest start small and enjoy the process. It's painful, it's uncomfortable, but you do get to enjoy being who you are on this earth because you're a gift to the world and you get to be a gift to yourself too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you are a gift. We, yeah, we gloss over it based on your random or whatever limitations we place on ourselves. I'm no different. Time and time again, I give myself, myself reasons to just sit back and let the distraction of the world have more power than they should but it's in that realization of what we're capable of and that's where our willpower lies it's not an easy step to overcome granted but realization is a very i actually agree with you because i've been coming to terms with like trauma from my past or the lies that I've believed and how I've beginning I'm being vague so let me be specific so something I realized is like sometimes it's hard for me to trust people because I think they have ulterior motives so then I'm like okay why do I think this way and I'm looking at my past and I'm like okay because there were certain people who weren't forthright like they said one thing and meant another so that means I learned the wrong lessons right so sometimes even just being aware that like I, I, can, I can be suspicious of certain people, I'm like, okay, let me take a step back so I don't get paranoid. Let me see what the situation in front of me is actually telling me so then I'm not overwhelmed or afraid. So I do think awareness is so key in like learning. And I think one of our, our second brother, Jerry, literally said like self-work is the best work. And I love that phrase so much 
because sometimes I think we undermine the, the importance of working on ourselves. We tend to forget that our community is impacted by healthy versions of us. And I do think we are worth it. We are worth the work that it takes. And keep Absolutely. going. Keep taking that step. Even if you're the only person in your community going to therapy, like, it is valued. And the fruits are so much bigger than you realize. Yeah. So, yeah. Always realizing that when you're feeling that feeling that's like a roadblock, there's always the concept to visualize that before you break ground, you're facing the core. So it means that yes. next one is sitting at that point. But the fear is that just breaking through this barrier is too. Therefore, it's not. And, and it's, it's human nature just to realize, just to see, like, okay, there's too much discomfort here. Like, reflex, that's a whole bit of reflex. So when we feel that we feel like oh this is discomfort this is this is not what I'm meant to be and we pull apart we pull ourselves away from it. So the awareness I believe been helping a lot with that. Just trying to talk through whatever it is, which is another thing I want to just point out. Always having friends who will grill you to or who Ooh. like not allow you run away from whatever your faults or shortcomings are, those kind of friends are really important. And they should be valued above all else because sometimes whenever friends are coming at us talking about, so why this, why that? You're like, why are you asking so many questions? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a little too close to the heart. You feel me, exactly. <laughs> you can't really face those questions yourself personally yet. So when somebody is like actually vocalizing them outside, putting them to you, you'd rather just shrivel up, ignore it, deflect, oh, and wow. miss the chance for growth in them. So Come there on, are those man. moments and those friendships that you you realize the value, you realize the importance of them. And I just wow. feel like you just need, you just, I guess, possibilities through that connection. So key. Yeah, because I do think our friends see our blind spots. Like in a car, you do have your mirrors. You have literally like three mirrors. But there's still a side of it that you can't see. And I think friendships do that to us. They kind of hold up a mirror to us. Like kind voices, truthful voices that can help you. And the goal is always to help you not to crush your spirits. Be be mindful of people who are condescending. Because, again, you're less likely to want to change if your spirits are crushed. But someone who says, I see the potential in you and I see where you could be. But right now, we're not there. And we can start to take like baby steps because this is all for you. So I think I completely agree with you. I think we need people in our lives who are willing to fight for us when we're not willing to fight for ourselves. I like something that I wanted to bring up was journaling. I've been hearing how it's been so mind-blowingly helpful for you. And even as someone on the outside, I can see the difference. I feel like your mind is clearer. I feel like you're walking straighter all from writing your thoughts down. So do you want to share what that process has been like for you? Why you even started writing? How you started writing? What you've been learning about yourself in the process? I really do think people can learn. People who don't necessarily like gathering thoughts or, or even just understanding how they're feeling. It's a foreign thing. Um, let us into your process. I'd love to hear about that. Not so my culture, but we don't exactly put our emotions in any situation. 
I go with the idea that if I just gloss over it and leave it alone in the dark, it will resolve itself at some later date. Yep. And growing up, we've all seen the shortcomings of that. Yep. Of our parent figures. So it's been nice just to be able to get to a point where you can see what what is, or you basically actually what is the thread that leads to a different outcome for the next generation. Hmm. And that is emotional growth, emotional awareness, just some sort of emotional change. Because, you know, like being a parent sympathizer here, but you know the shortcomings that they face was the fact that they never had the opportunity to grow emotionally because all they were given were the roadblocks of, or the building blocks of religion and structure. So the structure told them that if you're not in line with what the Bible says, you're already wrong. And if you're not in line with this doctrine that I was raised on, then you're already wrong. Absolutely. So they raised us with those structures, with those simple and straightforward guidelines. Hmm. But now we know that you need far more than that. Yep. You only be a parent, but to be a guiding figure in someone's life through all that they go through. So for me, that manifests in the form of just to find emotional growth. So writing down thoughts, being able to just use poems or short stories, other kind of content creation, just to explore. So I can feel, I can see that the growth is taking place. I can feel a betterment for myself. That's basically down the building blocks so that the next generation after me find a much more relatable father figure will find a much more connected version than what we faced growing up because there was so much we would have loved to talk with our parents about but <laughs> if you can't see them anything other than books or grades you're probably getting slapped so mm. you better so it's to some degree it, it you can't you can't say you know like there's a joke my brother and i jerry we make it's like you can't be more than what you are so there was only so much <laughs> there's only so much they knew so there's only so much help they could offer so now that we have the chance to know more we have the chance to offer much much more and so to take that step or to be impactful in that in that space is it, it starts with at least knowing where your shortcomings were what you faced and what you can improve so write out write out your thoughts given the chance if, it doesn't matter if you have a journal or you just scribble it down on a piece of paper and throw it away we all process things differently. So if it just takes a moment, write down the most impactful part of your week or the most emotionally draining part of your day. Just give them a second, air them out, just reflect on them a little bit. Just see how it makes your mind feel. Like that clutter you face when you're going to bed at night, it could be a way to ease it. And just Everything you've said is so powerful. And it's so interesting because I agree with the lack of emotional complexity. It was either shamed, guilt, and this is again, like what Jerry said, it's they gave us the tools that they had. And now that we've grown, we see how much more we could have been given. So it's like giving grace to them. For, I learned this from you, actually. You're just like, Lola, they cannot give us what they were not given. They can't give us what they don't have. But something that I'm valuing as I'm beginning to start this journey of emotional health, of forgiveness, of being honest, it's just the importance of communication. Like that's something that I wish we had. It's something that I'm learning to value and to grow in. Is to speak up about how certain situations make you feel. Um, 
the world. And I love the question about what was the most impactful emotional moment in your week? Because something that came up to mind for me was having a super honest conversation with a friend about how I was impacted by her words. It was I found it hurtful. And I actually needed to take a few days to even own up to the fact that I was like, I was offended by that. And I wasn't used to bringing emotions to somebody and saying, this is how you actually made me feel. It made me sad. It made me feel dismissed. And then receiving love in that, to me, I think it's one of the most... Um, impactful moments for me this week because it showed that that relationship is going somewhere um one of my like the great spiritual leaders carrie Lloyd, she talks about what we do with our pain is so important so for me to take ownership of that pain to almost like confess to it like i was hurt so this is how much impact you have in my life and what are we going to do about this like how are we going to move forward i feel like i was really proud of that you know, like I talked to my counselor and she encouraged that, yeah. me. Seriously, she was like, you cannot decide where the relationship is going on your own. Like, you have to bring this to the person and you both then decide moving forward right. by how you treat, yeah, yeah, how you treat the situation. So it was, it just felt like such a powerful moment because I feel like the relationship defined itself in that moment of her saying, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize, like, that's how the words were perceived. And she was like, yes, I will be more sensitive moving forward. But it just so, showed so much maturity that she took ownership of her words. She wanted to grow. Like, I was so inspired by that moment. And I think I'm going to remember it for years to come of what it looks like to be mature in a friendship, to take ownership and to allow yourself to be hurt, to feel. Because love is pain and it's also healing, you know? So for me, that was like, a, ooh, things are growing. Things are good. Like, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, moving in the direction of the person I would like to become. So I was very thankful for that moment, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's cool that you encourage people to express themselves in ways that are unique to them. Because not everyone likes to write. Some people love leaving themselves voice notes. Some people love painting. So it's different for all of us. But just acknowledging that there's something inside of you that's worthy of being explored. And that you shouldn't ignore who God made you to be like. The whole <laughs> this podcast is called Exploration for a Reason. And I think there's so much untapped potential in ourselves that we kind of dismiss or we don't think were interesting. But when you actually pause and take a closer look at your life, God has done so many wonderful things. There's so many stories he's weaving together. And it's more like being aware of it, like looking for his grace. Like, where has he been? What is he doing? What is he saying? So the whole story for me is complex. It's beautiful, sometimes confusing, but totally worth the journey. It's absolutely worth the journey. You never, if you're looking, you're looking at just the bones, when it's just scaffolding, when the pipes are hanging out, roads are leaning out the windows. If you don't see the vision, you might be like, it's just a... But Ooh. the understanding of what's to come, then you know that, yes, there's a mansion being built, but wow. easy to lose sight of that and just focus on, eh, this is okay, that didn't work, hmm. congrats. How do you keep the vision? Because I think that's so important in our stories. It is. It is a big part of it. Because you know what you're chasing. So when distracted, there's no naturally come because the struggle, the struggle we face is never ending. So we're always going to have those pitfalls, or those moments where you just it comes naturally. Which is the scary part of humanity, you know? That we're just always ready to give ourselves reason to worry. 
like this side of Eden where you're like, how can I worry and trust God less? And you kind of need your friends to be like, hey, don't spaz out. You're fine. Everything is okay. The ground is still beneath your feet. Relax, breathe. You know? It was a... it was actually there's something my friend showed me to that end. Like a TikTok video she sent me, where it was talking about the difference between intelligent people and bold people. Where it's the idea being that intelligent people run through a situation and think of every each and every way things could go wrong, and then sometimes get stuck in what's called like an analysis paralysis mode. Oh. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, bold people are just taking a step just based on the confidence of the situation. Like so that kind of. Huh. that duality where it's like yes it's good to be intelligent of course but at the same time you want to be aware that intelligence holds you back or be a limiter as a as opposed to just taking the next step and not being afraid I agree with you. I do think analysis paralysis can keep us away from things that are actually important or ways that we can grow. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I hope it's been inspirational, helpful, useful for our wonderful minds out there. If you have any questions for Balaji, send them my way and I will relay the message. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for your patience as we continue season two. I'm sending you all... I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi. I'm talking about, but not entirely sure how this works or how well it is working. But, hi, love. That's so cute. I'm so happy to see I had a message from you. I was like, what? What did you say? Don't worry, we'll figure it out together. I'll teach you what I know and then we can go from there.